0: Today, we continue our look at some of those foundational issues that can lead us directly into the arms of emotional eating for comfort. We looked at the mind issues that are prevalent in emotional eating. We looked at some physical issues in emotional eating. And today, we're going to look at five heart issues in emotional eating and remember where our true help comes from. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Charcot, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor. Here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restricted food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did. And get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Hello, sisters. Yeah, it can initially seem more comforting to deal with emotional pain with food or distraction, drugs, alcohol, etc. And this can seem easier and quicker than submitting to and seeking God. This really is an understandable temptation. It's kind of a common temptation for many of us. But eating doesn't really provide a solution, does it? First, you know, it's only temporary because the emotions are going to come back. The issues or situations, they're still there. They haven't really been dealt with. Also, it can even add more negative feelings when we emotionally eat to the original problem. It doesn't deal with the underlying heart issue causing the problem, and that's what we want to talk about today. Also, emotional eating can stunt sanctification and growth because God uses the trials in our lives to grow us toward holiness, and we want to follow his ways during these trials to get out of them the growth that we need instead of maybe running the other way and just using something that's temporarily soothing. Also, we all know, emotional eating can never, never lead to true joy, true rest, true freedom, true peace, or hope. I want to repeat exactly what I said a couple weeks ago, and you're going to hear me repeat it again next week because it's so important in these discussions. You're going to hear me address unbiblical ways of thinking as well as sin, but keep in mind always that This is not for the purpose of condemnation. If you are in Christ, it's imperative that you keep this scripture right in front of your eyes, right in the forefront of your mind. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are not condemned. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you have been born of him, then this means you have believed the good news that Christ has taken your punishment for you. He took your sins upon himself, and you end up with a perfect standing before God. You have a relationship that is at peace with God. God sees you through Christ's perfection now and always. The reason we have to, though, discuss sin and unbiblical thinking is because these are the root problems that are keeping you bound and hopeless in practices like emotional eating. So we want to find where the sin is and dig it up. We want to address where there's the nugget of sin in there, that abscess, that toxic peace that we have some hope for, because sin has a solution in Jesus Christ. And if you struggle with emotional eating as a behavior that you feel like you just can't stop, you're going to feel hopeless. You're going to despair. But if you struggle with emotional eating as a result of the sin and you can find that sin, then you have every reason to hope in Christ. I want to take a moment to say that not all of our heart difficulties, though, are sin. There are things that we have to deal with in the human experience that aren't necessarily sin, but we still have to find out how to deal with them in a way that we have hope, true hope, that it's directing us toward God and not towards something that's going to cause more problems later. And our first heart issue related to emotional eating, is a great case in point. There's the heart-wrenching experience of grief and loss that might cause us to reach out to many things, anything, to find relief, even if it's just temporary. Grieving a loss can include many things beyond just the death of a loved one, but this is a major part of grief. And grieving a loss is not sin. It is not wrong or bad, and we are not to come back. Pound that experience with some kind of guilt or shame, thinking we're wrong for going through a grief, for going through a loss and feeling it deeply. Grief is truly a cutting experience, and it's no wonder that some can lean into emotional eating during this time for some sense, any sense of some kind of tangible comfort. And there might just be a legitimate place for this. You know, listen to these scriptures Psalm 104, verses 14 and 15. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. So there is a designed comforting aspect of food, because it's not just talking about strengthening the body, but strengthening man's heart. Since God enabled our bodies and minds to derive comfort from food, we wanna be careful not to always say this is wrong. We also wanna recall all scriptures that tell us that Christ is the true spiritual nourishment from God, right? He's the manna from heaven. And that means that he's the only one that really fulfills our needs. And we can read about that in John 6. So a couple suggestions for dealing with grief and loss. We don't wanna avoid ignore or pretend that we don't feel painful emotions. We really should expect to experience them and not stuff them, not stuff them down. Acknowledge these feelings or they will come out in some other way and usually some unhealthy way. And that is especially true of grief. Feel the feelings, enjoy the ups when you can, endure the dips with help and encouragement that comes from both God's word and prayer and from his children, from others, who can lift you up when you can't. Special grief knowledgeable groups could be in your church or other really solid churches nearby. So ask your pastor for a recommendation for one of these really good groups around you. So that first heart issue that's related to emotional eating is grief, dealing with grief and loss. The second heart issue that's associated with emotional eating is that there can be an acute sadness by this. I mean, a sadness that comes from a particular instance or situation in life. This is usually more temporary than grieving a loss, but it also can be quite painful nonetheless. And just like with grief, we understand that one place a sad person turns to for comfort in those hardest moments is often food, right? So again, this isn't saying that emotional eating is sin, when you have sadness or grief, it's only saying that food provides only a very temporary benefit while God, your savior, is a permanent, true, near, faithful help. But you're going to want to seek him in his word and in prayer and the support of believers by reaching out and asking for help because As much as we wish we didn't have to say the words, others, even those who love you, don't know what it is you're feeling or thinking. Certainly this requires more vulnerability and effort than just maybe reaching for food. You know, you're not worried about the food judging your thoughts and what you say, but the comfort is exponentially greater, right? And when you've experienced that, you know, it's true help, it's true comfort. So some things to think about. We do want to take the emotions to our loving, trustworthy, powerful father first. These emotions are real and he knows that and he's the one who ministers so deeply to our hearts. Remember, God is near and we're told specifically near the brokenhearted. God will never leave you and he will never forsake you, his word says. And God is the truest comforter with the deepest help and healing for heartaches. Psalm 10, 17 says, Oh Lord, you hear the desires of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to deal with three more heart issues in emotional eating. There's a lot of new stuff going on over here, starting with our newsletter. Each week you can expect some cool stuff like behind the scenes sneak peeks of the online program that's coming out in a few months for updates or any free resource. Well, those go directly to our newsletter subscribers. So don't miss a beat, a pod, or a peek by signing up for the free email newsletter at CherylSharko.com slash newsletter. Today we're dealing with Heart issues in emotional eating, and we've already discussed grief and we've discussed that real strong temporary but painful sadness that we can experience and how these can drive us to emotional eating. Now let's look at number three. The third heart issue related to emotional eating is relationship conflict or rejection. You know, sometimes you can be the innocent victim in a relationship conflict or in being rejected. Maybe you've followed Christ and others have rejected you for it. And this, as we've been talking about, can draw someone to run to that quicker substitute of reaching for food over what would be more helpful, reconciliation or at least support. And also don't be too quick to assume that you don't have a part in the conflict, No matter how small, if you have the tiniest bit of responsibility in the situation, own that. Let's deal with that. So in any negative relationship, take the time to honestly follow Matthew 7, 5 and first take the log out of your own eye and then you will be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So yes, relationship conflicts or rejection can be very strong pullers for us to go to food for some type of relief. And it's very common that you can find these in the background, even temporary background of those who are eating for emotional reasons. So again, we want to deal with the foundational issues, which can help us then not respond in emotional eating. The fourth heart issue in emotional eating is loneliness, and we did mention how that's related to grief, but it's also, of course, related to any of the things we've just talked about, acute sadness, certainly relationship conflicts, rejection. It can also be experienced by long-term widowhood or in a marriage that's been growing cold. It can be due to factors beyond our control, such as relocation, or it could be due to decisions such as isolating yourself. In other words, there are just so many reasons that a person can be lonely. But loneliness is a very, very common precursor to emotional eating. Loneliness being so common and such a prominent feature of emotional eating, it means we need some solid solutions, right? Well, thankfully, God has provided solutions for loneliness. Did you know that? God's provided solutions for your loneliness which is wonderful since food really can't give you any kind of give and take companionship, right? So here are some suggestions. Relationships, community, fellowship, intimacy. These are all irreplaceable when dealing with loneliness. Let me say that again. Relationships, community, and fellowship, and real intimacy. Those are all irreplaceable when you're dealing with loneliness, sadness, or grief over any loss. As mentioned before, this takes some effort and reaching out on your part. It takes some vulnerability. I think a lot of people during their greatest times of need and pain tend to isolate, which is really the exact opposite of what we're needing. So don't isolate from, of all things, the body of Christ. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 say, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near we need each other we need each other i know it can be scary we need to be vulnerable we're going to get hurt we're all sinners on this planet together but the body of christ has the spirit of god moving within growing us that is where you're gonna find the heart of Christ lived out. That was our fourth heart issue that is very closely related to emotional eating, and that is loneliness. And our fifth and final heart issue in emotional eating is fear, fear and anxiety. Being fearful or anxious of the future, it's definitely something that we all have experienced And perhaps we've all experienced that tendency to turn to food and eating to comfort us when we're having these feelings. But God's word also speaks to fear and anxiety very thoroughly and has true and powerful and lasting solutions for us as we set our minds on him. This is where we find true peace no matter what's going on in the world, in our country, In our own lives, we can look to God and keep our minds set on him. Now is the time to work on building up your strength in the Lord alone. Isaiah 41, 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What more do we need than that promise from God? That's incredible. If you know the word of God is true, dwell on scriptures like this, because once you read it, you can't deny it. You can't deny he said it. So it has to be true. And that will build your faith. He will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We don't need to anxiously be looking about us. He's our God. We don't need to fear. He is with us. This means that now is the time to build up your faith. So when I say we're building up our strength in the Lord, what's really going on is we're building up our faith. Do you really believe that his word is true? Do you really believe that he always means what he says and cannot lie? And do you believe that he is your loving father who has sacrificed his only son to bring you back to him? Will he not all the more love and care for you now that you are his child? Be back in a minute. Hey, sisters, I have some good news. I want to get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone, so let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another, so I will see you there. We're back and we're closing up this podcast on five heart issues in emotional eating. Now, God is a trustworthy God, as we were just talking about before the break. He is sovereign in doing as he wills. He is powerful to make anything he desires come to pass. And he's a loving, caring father who has single-handedly brought you back into a right relationship with him. Now, when we remember and stay focused on this, even when the grief the sadness, the relationship problems, the loneliness, and the fear come and sometimes come on strong. When we remember who God is and what he's done, well, then we have a true and wonderful reason to hope and rest in the peace that God provides through Christ and reach out to the many people that he's ordained for your life right now. Food is no true friend. It's a wonderful gift from God and we are here to enjoy it and thank him for it but food is truly no friend. But by God's provision, may you find that friend that is closer than a brother and find comfort there in the arms of your God. If you haven't yet heard podcast episodes 41 through 43, well, we took the time to work in a step-by-step fashion through the occasions when we're tempted to indulge in emotional eating, such as those moments maybe that you're bound up in fear and anxiety and you're grabbing for food or you're sad or lonely. Well, we use this tool called the Guide Through Emotional Eating and we walk through it step by step. And those podcasts, number 40 to 43, kind of give us more help and information to do that. So listen to those episodes and then don't forget to download your free copy of that guide so you can work through it as well. And you can find that free guide at Sherlsharko.com/slash emotional eating or use the link in the show notes so you don't have to try and figure out how to spell my name. That's fine. And my sister, the trials are the tough times that God uses to grow us, to make us more like Christ, and to help us live a life that shouts of his goodness. Even in these hard experiences, we can still endeavor to follow First 1 Corinthians 1031. So, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. In fact, with our focus on God in this way, we can find more peace and joy, not through the eating, but in the Maker of heaven and earth who has called you his daughter. May you seek and find his true comfort for these difficult times. I'll see you next time. Ladies, if this topic or any other podcast episode has been valuable to you, please help me get this information out to others who could benefit from it too by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast and sharing the episode on your social media. Or you can always come to any of my socials and like, comment, and share that way. This helps other people know it's important information that can benefit them as well. Thank you for helping.